From Creation Ministries International, you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research and insights that give God the glory, refutes evolution, and gives you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. A team of six scientists has demonstrated how to store DNA instructions within any object to be manufactured so that it can be replicated using those instructions. The object they decided to encode was a plastic rabbit, which they then printed using a 3D printer. The researcher's choice of information storage was DNA, because of its amazing information carrying capacity and tiny size. Within the resin used to make the plastic rabbit, they placed microscopic glass beads containing DNA, encoded with instructions for the 3D printer to make another rabbit. The research was carried out to demonstrate the feasibility of using DNA as an information storage medium and its ability to survive being copied many times using an industrial process. For the replication of the rabbit, the researchers took a small piece of the bunny's ear and extracted the stored DNA instructions from the plastic. The DNA was read and decoded using instructions for the 3D printer to print another rabbit, replicating the replica. The resin filament used by the 3D printer was then infused with copied DNA instructions, which then became a part of the new 3D printed rabbit. This production cycle was repeated five times to demonstrate the fidelity of the copied DNA information and the feasibility of the method. Scientists recognize the incredibly dense information storage capacity of DNA. For example, it can be calculated that one pinhead of DNA can store the information of a pile of books. From the Earth to the Moon, 492.5 times. Or imagine a pinhead of DNA stretched out into a filament, having the same diameter as a DNA molecule. How long would this filament be? When you do the math, it works out to 1.33 times 106 kilometers which is equivalent to the distance of over 30 times around the Earth's equator. The DNA inside one human cell, if unraveled, would extend to 2 meters. Adults have approximately 12 trillion nucleated cells in their bodies, meaning the total length of DNA in those cells is equivalent to the distance from the Earth to the Sun multiplied by 160 times. This is why researchers are turning to DNA as their information storage medium of choice for futuristic computers or powerful microscopic depositories of knowledge. In 3D printing these rabbits, the DNA was encoded by a special machine that is able to write into the DNA structure any information required, a computer-based system called DNA Fountain. This might appear trivial to some, but the proof of the concept being demonstrated by the researchers could mean that any object can carry its own instructions for its replication. Further applications could be to store electronic health records in medical implants, or conceal data in everyday objects. The researchers mused that their research may even facilitate the development of self-replicating machines, although that comes more from the realms of science fiction rather than science fact. The researchers used a multi-step process using sophisticated machines, intelligently designed and engineered, requiring much planning and forethought to achieve their desired goals. A stereolithographic file, printing instructions for 3D printers, was encoded with a geometry for printing the rabbit. This file was 45 kilobits in size, representing 45,000 characters of code. The information was then programmed using DNA fragments using the DNA fountain system, 
and the resulting DNA went through several stages of processing to finally become sealed in microscopic glass beads. These were mixed into the resin that formed the 3D printer's filament, the raw material for printing the desired shape. In this case, a rabbit. The information to print the 3D rabbit came from the programmers' minds, the intelligent creators of the plastic model, and the ones whose ingenuity led to the accompanying research. By using a sophisticated machine in a lab, DNA Fountain, the researchers were able to manipulate the letters on the synthetic DNA fragment to encode the 3D printing instructions. The researchers employed the existing code of DNA consisting of four letters of specific chemicals, adenine, thymine, cytosine, and guanine. In living cells, these letters are arranged to encode the information on the DNA double helix. However, it is not the chemical letters themselves that hold the information. Rather, it is their arrangement, which is completely independent of their chemistry. The DNA letters adenine, thymine, cytosine, and guanine were encoded by the researchers into binary, ones and zeros. Thus, adenine equals zero zero, cytosine equals zero one, guanine equals one zero, and thymine equals one one. It's not terribly complex. The resulting binary file became the instructions for the 3D printer to reproduce a model rabbit. The fundamental points to keep in mind, as already stated, are these. The information came from an intelligent source, the minds of the researchers, and the information was not dependent upon the DNA letters, rather their intelligent arrangement. The medium to store the information could have been anything the researchers chose, but it is the purposeful arrangement of this media that conveys the information. The researchers certainly did not use a random process like evolution to encode the information. Yet, despite this fact, they state, "We created a 3D object that embeds DNA that encodes the blueprint for creating itself." This configuration is reminiscent of biological organisms, in which the instructions for making an object reside within the matter itself. The underlying assumption for the existence of life is Darwinian evolution, but to date, this idea has not accounted for the information residing in living organisms. Furthermore, that information is independent of the chemistry of DNA. Without the information provided by the researchers, there would be no plastic rabbit, and without information in living DNA, there would be no life. But where did the information for living things come from? The only possible answer is from an intelligent programmer, God. In another part of the experiment, the researchers proceeded to encode DNA fragments with a two-minute video that was 1.5 megabytes in file size, which was implanted into a pair of 3D printed reading spectacles. The end result was a pair of ordinary-looking glasses with ordinary transmittance lenses that secretly stored a video message. In the research paper, the first-person plural is used 86 times to describe the intelligent process the scientists followed to reach their end goal. For instance, we devised, we applied, we synthesized, we stored, we selected, we processed, and we created. If so much intelligent forethought was required to encode the DNA with instructions to make a plastic rabbit. How much more intelligent forethought was required to encode the DNA with instructions for making a living rabbit, one that can also breed, 
like a rabbit. One of the research goals was to demonstrate how many times the DNA could be copied over and over to produce the plastic rabbits without corruption of information. It turns out quite a lot. The research states, even if we restrict the number of replications to five generations, it is theoretically possible to create at least 8.44 times 1019 bunnies without resynthesizing the DNA library. That theoretical number is more than the stars in many large galaxies. This is testimony to the stability of DNA as a storage medium compared to human technology. It means it can be copied over and over many times before the information in DNA begins to degrade. Furthermore, the intelligently designed machines which the researchers used to synthesize and replicate the DNA instructions are themselves analogous to the cellular machinery essential to DNA replication in living organisms. Yet the 3D printer itself pales into insignificance when compared to the amazing abilities of living organisms to metabolize their food, grow, heal, and multiply. The replication of DNA in living cells is astonishing in its accuracy, typically with 1.2 errors per 100 million base pairs per generation. And an array of machinery is on hand in every cell ready to repair and check the copied DNA information. All of this is far beyond human technology. The clever and intelligent research done by these scientists goes a long way to demonstrate that information and the machinery required to utilize it can only come about by intelligent means. If the scientists required so much engineering and programming ability to be able to produce a reproducible plastic rabbit, how much more so the Lord of Creation, who designed and sustains his astonishing creation for his own glory? Worthy are you, O Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Revelation 4, 11. If you want to learn so much more about this interesting science, the programming of life delves into one of the greatest mysteries in the living world. What controls the cell? Can evolution explain the spontaneous origin of life from simple chemicals? Can evolution explain how the complex cellular control system, called the genome, came to be? After a careful analysis of terms like probability, certainty, unlikely, and impossible, you will know the answer to these questions. Then with an introduction to how utterly unlikely the origin of life is, you will better see the immensity of the problem for any naturalistic explanation of how life came to be. This video is game-changing, groundbreaking, worldview-challenging, and sure to invoke further interest and discussion in matters pertaining to the origin of life, the cell, the coded language of DNA, and the exciting field of information science. This two-disc set features both the Blu-ray and DVD versions of the presentation in one pack, available at creation.com store. The Creation.com article podcast is hosted by me, Joseph Darnell, and produced out of the U.S. studio of Creation Ministries International. Learn more about our ministry at Creation.com. 
You'll find lots of interesting related content in the links and show notes along with the description for this episode. This episode's article was written by Gavin Cox. Our speakers and scientists host a really cool talk show called Creation.com Talk, which you can find right here in your podcast app or on our YouTube channel. And get in touch if you want to arrange to have one of our creationist speakers visit your church. If you'd like to help us, become a monthly supporter making a donation at creation.com donate. You can also help out by telling your friends to check out Creation Magazine. Be sure to follow Creation Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram, or subscribe to our e-newsletter. From everyone at CMI, thanks for listening.